congressional testimony yesterday, a whistleblower said, uh, this is so revealing, that Gary Gensler and the SEC were partnering with FTX to go after FTX competitors in crypto. But I found out as I started looking into this earlier this morning, it goes a little further than that. And what I found is the trail leads to cryptos that want to retain total independence, total decentralization, not part of the system. So what we're seeing is the SEC illegally and in a fascist manner partnered with FTX to go after those crypto companies that specifically work on decentralization like Coinbase and so forth. They're they targeted them. There are so many supplements out there, it's confusing what's best for optimizing your health. Beyond getting your basic nutrition, if there's one vital ingredient for optimal health, it's carbon 60. Why? Because carbon 60 is the world's most effective supplement at reducing inflammation and increasing longevity. Inflammation is a major contributing factor of almost all disease, including Alzheimer's, asthma, cancer, heart disease, obesity, and COVID vaccine injury. If you are serious about your health, try Carbon 60. Be careful though, not all Carbon 60 supplements are equal. I recommend Carbon 60 by Live Longer Labs, the scientists who first brought you Carbon 60 that was suitable for human consumption. They were also first to bring you Carbon 60 in pill form, first to incorporate black seed oil and curcumin, and first to incorporate frequency technology that gives you full spectrum health. You can be confident that you will be buying the absolute best. Buy or learn more with the link below or go to sarahwessel.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great journalist Dave Hodges coming back to the program. He has become a good friend of mine. We talk all the time. And we're going to talk today about the backdoor or this parallel CBDC system because all these politicians are trying to kill the CBDC, which is great. But they have this parallel system that, that their bills won't won't respond to so that'll keep going regardless and he's going to talk about that it's the games they play it's incredible and we talk about the fact that congress is just malfeasance you know they're malfeasance in the situations i mean everywhere they just aren't it's they're approaching criminal liable for what's going on all these crimes against humanity because they're just doing nothing as the united states is falling apart all over whether it's our border or maui or de dedicating billions of dollars to these foreign wars that they, they really want us to get us into world war three so we're going to talk about all of that and i think this is a really great discussion that we have <laughs> dave gets into all sorts of things we even get into epstein island and what they want to do with haiti and and the lahaina and just it's crazy and these people are crazy and we're seeing it. But what we need is adults in the room to so people around the country who are, are adults mature with your emotions to step up and start leading and pushing back. And we need to do it at the local levels. Anyways, before we get into all this, I want to tell you that I curated a list with unique Christmas gifts and there's things from if you got a cat person in your family, teaching your cat, to, it's called the cat Bible, and you can learn how to speak with a cat like you would a small child in it and actually converse with them. It's really fascinating. And then I have towels that can clean without water. And then, of course, I have the Choice A grade A meat from River Bend Ranch, where there's no antibiotics, no vaccines, no stress because they're raised pasture raised with their mothers. And it's aged. This meat is aged for 21 days. And the prices are below, quite a bit below, competitors who are selling choice meat online. But theirs aren't antibiotic and vaccine-free. And some of them aren't even made in the United States. But this is all U.S.-based. So I have the link below to this unique Christmas gifts that we've been curating because, you know, every year I look for things that are just unique and different. And I, I'm just so tired of the same old crap. 
of course, if you know somebody who just needs something and they can't afford it, you want to get them what they really need, especially in these tough economic times. But for others, and you have to buy them a gift, I have things that are from like 20 bucks all the way to a couple hundred bucks, and you can really dive into different things. We're going to keep adding things as we find unique gifts that'll work for any member of your family. And it's really fun. So I'm going to keep doing that during this whole season. And the link is below, but otherwise you can go to sarahwestall.com under shop. And there's a link to it right on the top of the shop page for Christmas, unique Christmas gifts. Okay. So let's get into this really good conversation that I have with my friend, Dave Hodges. Hi, Dave. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. Good to be here, Sarah. Well, we have a lot to talk about. We talk quite a bit and you have some new information that people aren't aware of when it comes to CBDCs and some of the controlling interests that are behind the scenes. Can you talk about kind of how everything's connected and then we're going to go and dive more into the CBDCs a little bit? That's a library answer question. Um, it's a lot oh, of volume to expect? that. Yeah. Okay. But you're up um, for it. All right. Let me give the highlight here. So, and, and I actually ended up having an instructional class. I felt like I was back in the classroom and I was teaching my audience in live stream and they could ask questions and it was great. But I was teaching them the organizational structure of what's being brought in and Americans don't know this. Now, Tom Emmer has a bill to protect us from central bank digital currency. And by the way, uh, central bank digital currency can best be understood by the quote from Klaus Schwab, you'll own nothing and be happy. Well, he'll be happy, we'll own nothing. And the way they do it is central bank digital currency sets it up so they control every asset you have. Uh, and you say, what? Yeah, not just your money. Everything you own becomes digitized. And I can go through that process I did with my audience before. But the, the basic part about this, what people need to know is it may appear that we're going to defeat central bank digital currency, but we won't stop it because what they have very cleverly done is set up a parallel system. It's called the FAST system, F-A-S-T-T. And in America, we call it FedNow. FedNow went operational in the summer. FedNow has a five-step procedure to follow. And when they get to that fifth step, they'll do everything a central bank digital currency can do. So you can defeat CVDC, but FedNow is already in place and it's set to go the full mileage here and basically impose CBDC upon us. Now, if CBDC does not get imposed, the plan will be to fold the FAST system into CBDC. And um, they're just calling it something different. And it yeah, will just the two be systems. That. It's it's a brilliant yeah. plan. It's evil because it'll take if you, they don't like anything you do or oh, no 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 you're not buying meat or dairy but we have bugs on sale. Um, they they can your house will be digitized, your furniture will be digitized. Any past purchase you've made, check or credit card. Of course, they can't trace cash. Not not for this, but everything will be digitized. Well, it's like and this. They can this take is... everything. This is the Orwellian uh, situation. Okay, today, these are the items that you can eat today. <laughs> you can have meats not on the list. Uh, you can have, you know, these kind of bread. This particular treat's not on the list. Okay, so that's what you can buy today. Oh, and today we're going to limit who gets to drive. So your car will not turn on today. There won't be any cars. Well, or whatever. I, I well, with the self-driving <laughs> cars. There. Well, with the self-driving cars and Tesla and stuff, that they are kind of moving towards that. But the electric grid, they they want to control that. I think that there will be cars, and that will be the way they'll do it. But I could be wrong. I'm just saying those are the things they can do once everything is connected. I think there'll be some transitory moves as they set up no cars. And I mean, electric cars too. I found information that shows electric cars are going to go the way of the dodo bird as well. Uh, but they'll have like vehicle mileage tax, VMTs, taxing you on how many miles you drive. That'll be a transition process they implement, but they don't have any intention of keeping cars. Um, what they're doing now with these two systems, they're going through a three-step process. 
And the first process is to get, and let me look up my notes here because I'm not technical on communication systems. So I'll have to read to you what it is. And what they have here is called an ISO communication system. And it's called ISO 8385. And what that is, it's the financial language that is spoken between banks and customers, banks and banks, banks and government. And uh, uh, that's the first step is getting everyone in the same language. Now, interestingly enough, Hawaii just had a meeting and they say they're not going to do smart cities and Lahaina is all making this up. The residents are going to conspiracy theories. That's exactly what they're doing because they covered how they're going to unify all the communications in Hawaii that are financially related under one computer system, ISO. And that's the first step. The second step here is uh, what they call interoperability. So every system has to communicate with every other system and get ready because that is really a key for something that's going to shock the audience. And then they have the cross-border aspect. They have to be able to communicate so you have a global system set up. And global economy will precede global government. I'm convinced of that from reading and doing this research. So this is the first step really towards real global government, what they call the new world order. It's mm -hmm. real. But let me explain the interoperability for a second. This system is also consuming uh, things like FTS and other acronyms that don't come to mind that I don't have in my notes. But what they do, Sarah, um, they control uh, how you transact business credit card payments, um, when you write a check and it gets processed, uh, automatic payroll, all these things are under these systems, these payment systems. And this is what interoperability means. That's step two, is they're going to overtake all these systems. So this is really interesting. Everything you own, okay, from your bed to your TV to everything will be digitized. And that means that they control it. Now, in, in with regard to your money, they can simply just shut your money off if they don't like what you're doing, or they can fine you indiscriminately or make you purchase a certain type of something versus a certain type of something else. They can do that now, but they can't yet come and say, we own this. It belongs to the government. It belongs to the bank. And they can come and take your property. And that includes your house. So people say, well, Dave, they'll never get me to leave and go to a stack and pack smart city where we're piled on top of each other. Well, you might have to if they come and take your house. And under this system, that's exactly what they can do. And the words of Klaus Schwab are a real threat. Well, you they can do imminent nothing. Yeah, they can do imminent domain, declare something as a park. And then next thing you know, you don't have. That's true. Yeah. I mean, they can but do here, all sorts they... of stuff that if they want to. They don't even need, from what I see, what I've learned, they don't even have to go through the facade of eminent domain. All they have to do is say, we're taking it. There's no discussion. This, this is um, one of the most remarkable things I uncovered. I couldn't believe I was discovering a parallel system, but I was going through the FedNow system and I got to like step three. And I said, holy believers, this is CBDC. Who's and the further I went it? with it. Um, and behind it all, the controlling interest and in the companies that are doing it, the banks that are doing it, is BlackRock. Um, BlackRock, through subsidiary holdings, you know, stock ownership, that kind of, they control an estimated 70% of America's GDP. Well, and 70% uh, with the combination of Vanguard and State Street, because they all come no, it's together. No, it's 90% with those three. Well, when but you Vanguard, Vanguard is just State as Street? big as, as BlackRock, but, but we talked about this. Vanguard is like a holding company to hide who owns the BlackRock, right? Talk about that. Yeah. Um, Vanguard went to being a private offering. Um, BlackRock is a public offering, means we know who holds you know voting shares who can control the corporate board who can make policy we know that with blackrock but blackrock doesn't really make those decisions because the majority stock owner in blackrock is vanguard That's and right. because vanguard is private we know who their officers are 
but we don't know who the power brokers are. And I believe this was done intentionally to disguise the individuals that control BlackRock that are doing all these things. That's, that's so you how asked they do me, it. Yep. That's how they do it. Yeah. And, and the thing that I found, Sarah, was really interesting is that you asked me who's bringing this in. Okay. Well, the Federal Reserve brought in FedNow. Okay. So that's one CBDC right there, but they're not calling it that. So it's immune to any legislation from Congress. The second thing that I've discovered with this, it's really interesting is who's involved. Um, you've got BlackRock, who's the largest owner in the world of managed assets. And you've got JP Morgan, the largest bank in the world. And yesterday they started digitizing things. I kid you not. They started transferring deposits and it's only commercial. But once you do commercial, you can do private because you have the infrastructure in place. And so now they can digitize assets. So if you are in JP Morgan and Citibank is doing this as well, and they're using blockchain technology. And once you, uh, let's say a business wants to transfer $2 million to some company in France, okay, they are digitizing that transaction. This is the first step towards, you see, and it started yesterday. Well, and blockchain itself is just a tool. So blockchain is not evil. It's just a computer algorithm tool. It's not a big deal, but it's the fact that they can use it and digitize their goal, which has been documented, is they want to digitize and use it to put every darn thing about us on a blockchain that they can manage. That's what's no, scary. you're right. I'm not opposed to the blockchain either, except if we're going to retain any independence from this system, okay, it's going to be precious metals, but then it's going to be Bitcoin and crypto in general. And and what you need is a decentralized crypto. That's but right. let me tell you, let me tell you what I discovered. This was testimony yesterday, and I forget who was testifying. It's in my notes that I don't have here, but congressional testimony yesterday, a whistleblower said uh, this is so revealing that Gary Gensler and the SEC were partnering with FTX to go after FTX competitors in crypto. But I found out as I started looking into this earlier this morning, it goes a little further than that. And what I found is the trail leads to cryptos that want to retain total independence, total decentralization, not part of the system. So what we're seeing is the SEC illegally and in a fascist manner partnered with FTX to go after those crypto companies that specifically work on decentralization like Coinbase and so forth. They're they targeted them. And now the DOJ has sued some of these cryptos. They're trying to break them financially because they don't want them in existence because it right. competes with CBDC. But now the DOJ case is compromised because of this testimony in Congress. Uh, I mean, there's a war going on. In fact, there's one more element here. This just happened yesterday too. Uh, Biden came out and in his blubbering way, he basically said when you could kind of filter through his us and losing his train of thought, but he said, uh, we're gonna go after the junk charges that come to America and then through junk charges. What are you talking about, like uh, Ticketmaster add-ons for concerts or athletic events? No, that's not what he was talking about. He got down to it and he said, the banks, the banks charge irrelevant fees to da 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 to drive up their profit line. But as I actually delved into the detail, the, the detail didn't come from his mouth. It comes from what's in writing that he's going to implement. And this is a war on competing banks against JP Morgan, B of A. Wells Fargo, Citibank, the big boys are having their enemies uh, gone after because they have to do more cautious lending procedures than the big banks because they can't absorb a loss if you're a mid-sized bank that a big bank can absorb. So they've got to be a little more stringent on what they do. And when they go extra steps to approve credit, they assign a fee to each one. And that's what Biden's going after. And what's interesting is, is he's going to drive these people out of business. They're going to require these mid-sized banks to carry a higher share of reserve to back up what they do. And here's the BS of this. This makes me so angry. If you're B of A and you get a dollar in the bank, okay, it's just like the Federal Reserve, you can loan out nine, fractional reserve mm -hmm. banking. 
Biden's trying to take that away from everything but the big banks, the big, oh the, the mid-sized banks. Well, this just came out yesterday. Wow. Uh, the big, the big, big banks, deal. the smaller banks will not be able to compete with the big banks. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. And so people are you know, flocking to the credit well, unions and the mid-sized banks because they don't trust the big banks and Biden's declaring war on these banks just like the SEC is declaring war on the cryptos that want to decentralize. It's all happening at the same time with oh, the same motive. Sense. Okay, well, here's here's what they want to do. They are talking openly about having people just go directly to FedNow or to whatever their global currency system is. They want to eliminate most of these banks. I mean, so this makes sense. Now we're starting to see some of their actions going well, forward they yeah, don't yeah. want they want to be able to directly control everything the problem with eliminating community banks and stuff is now you're eliminating people's the 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 partnerships and the relationships that help businesses grow and stuff but they don't care about small businesses they care about the large businesses so that's another attack on small businesses as well lockdowns lockdowns what do we do in the lockdowns that's right we let the box stores stay open and they enjoyed record profits and the smaller businesses who sold the same things as the box stores and could have taken the same COVID precautions as the box stores were forced out of business. Casinos open, churches closed. What we saw was a war on small business during the lockdowns. It's the same strategy, Sarah. They That's where I think they beta tested whether or not Americans would put up with this crap. And they did. We did. We put up with way too much. And I think that gets just to the to the constant decades of dumbing us down and creating docile um, citizens, if you will, that they just aren't going to fight back, which is, and then that's what the January 6th was all about is to say, if you fight back, you're going to get absolutely creamed. And it's the same thing mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. Russell Brand. You talk out, you're going to get creamed. I mean, they're, they're trying to send all these messages to not, but if, if we do it as a group, and we do it forcefully, but peacefully, and we all rise up, they can't do anything. I mean, that that's how you win, but there has to be enough of them. They want Their goal is to completely scare the hell out of people so they, they're broken, like a broken horse. They want to tame you, and you just obey orders. That's what they're trying to do. Um, We need to be in the end. Boy, your uh, interview, you got a billion views. Wow. That's what we need. That's that's Sarah. I'm happy for you personally on that. That's a tremendous milestone. But I'm happy well, for I don't, me. I didn't. I'm get happy a for America. Views. David Martin got a billion views okay. in his presentation. But it's your show. Early. Yeah, well, I it's brought him on show. to talk about it. Yes, it's your show. And here's the thing: How many people did that wake up? This is a global problem. See, I've actually changed some of my intro, you know, welcome to the Common Sense Show. Hey, America, and welcome to the Common Sense Show. But I also said to our friends around the world, we are partners in freedom. This is a global struggle. Yes, it is. Because this is a global plot against us. And what you did through your show was wake people up, bring people to the movement. Because see, for a dictatorship, and this is a total worst dictatorship the world's ever seen, when they get CBDC in place, the world will never have seen a dictatorship like what we're going to see. It'll make 1984 look like recess. And what we're looking at with this right now, Sarah, is 
they need compliance. Dictators can't enforce right. everything. They need fear and compliance. And, and if we can bring people to the table that says we will not comply, they have a problem. That's now, I right. do think they'll, I think they'll try genocide. And I think nuclear war is in their back pocket. Um, you know, certainly look at all the ways they're harming us. You know, our air is not fit to breathe. Our water is not fit to drink. Our food has all kinds of stuff put in it now that does certain things to people. Um, so they are in soft kill mode right now. But I believe before they're willing to lose this battle, these people are so evil, they will commit mass genocide on a global level. To maintain their power, they will. Uh, it, they'll just do whatever they need to maintain. It's like cornered rats. You have a cornered rabid dog or something that's just crazy. That's what they'll do. And so we, <laughs> but that shouldn't detour us to fighting for our freedom. I mean, my God, every war in our history, that's the propaganda is we fought all these wars to maintain our freedom. And suddenly our freedom isn't worth fighting for. I mean, you know, you've taught these, this propaganda has taught us over centuries that the, we fight, fight every war so that we can maintain our freedom. And suddenly they want us to stand down when they're coming to take our freedom in the most, you know, worst ways that we've ever seen in human history. It doesn't make we sense. Can, That's the critical thinking. People need to think about this. To me, it's a real simple equation. I, 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 you and I have done the critical thinking, but we can lay it out to make it simple. And I think that we both do that as well as many of our other colleagues. And then people catch on to this. And I'll give you something really simple, to, I, I think, for people to, to really look at and say, yeah, you're right. Uh, the moment we can get America to realize we as Americans are totally on our own. We have no support in government. In fact, you are the enemy. You are an impediment to this government. And they would think nothing about sacrificing any of you for any purpose. And I'll give you a classic example. Okay. The people of Lahaina were burned out. And I won't go through the conspiracy and this and that, how I know whatever. But they were burned out for a specific purpose. So the rich developers, black, by the way, the major developers are all major owner, BlackRock. I'm not joking. I couldn't make no, this I up. Know. It's BlackRock everywhere. So they come in and they make Lahaina and Maui the way they want it and the rest of the Hawaiian islands. Okay. But here's the deal. You have 2,500 displaced families, 2,500. Congress hasn't done jack squat for these people. I've never seen a disaster of this proportion where Congress didn't oh allocate God. emergency funds. Instead, you know, uh, Biden gives them $700 per family with no help of loans, no help of delaying loans beyond a three-month forbearance. And on November 8th, they have to make a full payment or they're out. And what I'm saying to you is this. He can send $6 billion to the terrorist nation of Iran, and it would take $5 billion to rebuild Lahaina. When people understand that you do not matter to this government. Oh, everyone, you know, there's bad guys, but there's a few. Listen, there's not even 10 people in the Senate and Congress who give a rip about any of you. And when you get it through your heads that they don't care about you, then we can start to collectively plan how to take our nation back because it ain't going to be using these people. This is why I've asked someone to step forward. I don't have the time because I'm so involved in so many things. I'm getting three and four hours sleep a night. But we need someone to step forward and take over what I call the Toss Them All movement. Even get a website, tossthemall.com. And we need to get all the uniparty GOP guys out. I don't care about the Democrats. We already know what they are. Okay, they fly Palestinian flags and celebrate beheading of babies if you're a member of the squad. But what we need to do is focus on the GOP and the vast majority gone in the primary. We're better off throwing a dart at a phone book, picking that name, putting them in Congress, right. and we'd have better representation than the BS we have right now. And once we realize we're on our own and they all need to be gone with a few exceptions, and we'll publish that list at tossthemall.com, then, Sarah, we have a chance. But also, too, it's not going to come without a fight. The fight won't start from us. But I will tell you this, they're preparing for the fight. I just read this morning that we know the IRS has been weaponized to the tune of billions of dollars. You're not going to believe this. They're giving artillery to the EPA. 
That was in the news this morning. It's just incredible. Well, I want to circle back a little bit to the fact that they did nothing for the citizens of uh, Maui, Lahaina, but yet they are already committing war uh, billions of dollars of equipment, if you will, to the Israelis. We're moving mm -hmm. warships in. We're moving fighter jets in. We're doing all this stuff because you know people died in Israel. Well, people died in Maui, and you didn't. Ca you don't care. Probably more people died there than in As Israel. I said, they that's don't what I, care. They don't care, and I think that's an important. <clears throat> the fact that they are sending these billions of dollars. And then also the billions that they sent to Ukraine, the how much of that was laundered and just put into the pockets of criminals? There was a lot more money put into the pockets of laundered, you know, criminals being laundered and buying drugs and illicit things than way more money than what it would have taken to just resolve the Lahaina and make them whole. I don't know if you can ever make them whole if you lose a loved one, but you can at least rebuild it. And I think that's such a glaringly obvious case of we're yeah. spending all this money overseas on other people and other things, and we don't even care about our own people here. It even gets more personal than that, I think. And you're right. That's a, like a top level. But as we peel back that onion, there's two parts to, to, to what you're bringing up here. Number one, okay, all the officials who were involved in decision making that led to the increase in death toll were brought into their jobs less than nine months before this event. Yeah. And they were all they were all off the island when it happened. And let me just review four quick things that will demonstrate to people what I'm talking about. One, there were no sirens that were played and they gave this bogus excuse that people would have run uphill, think it was a tsunami and run into the fire. That's ridiculous. And state law in Hawaii calls for the sounding of sirens for any emergency, including fires. Number two, they didn't release the water. And they temporarily removed the water boy who had a new age explanation of why he didn't release it. And now they put him back in his job as of two days ago. Right? He was on his job just a short time. They, he didn't release the water so they could fight the fire. And then the most egregious thing is the morning of the fire, they evacuated citizens that were tourists and they brought them through Lahaina. We have the videotape for everything I'm telling you. Everything I'm telling you is documented. And they brought through these tourists through the, on Front Street through Lahaina. And I counted 10 Lahaina school buses. Okay. But three hours later, they closed the exits saying, oh, there were down power lines. We couldn't let people risk it. Yet we see a, a Hawaii electric truck walking up to a down power line and they had no fear. No one would handle a down power line who works for an electric company unless they knew that power line was inactive. And Hawaii Electric said they shut down the electricity six hours before the power got to Lahaina. And so what they did was they drove up the death count and then they moved to cover the evidence. And there's no hiding what they did. This was on Hawaii News Now. They scrubbed the story, but I saved it and so did other people. And what they showed was the EPA putting all the topsoil in Lahaina into trucks, hauling it to a gun range about 10 miles away and transferring it into blue 55 gallon drums for quote, distribution to the mainland in an undisclosed location. They were removing topsoil evidence that would have shown if they used directed energy weapons, it would have shown thermite yeah. and elevated uh, levels of radiation. So that's the first part of my answer to your question. They not, see, I believe these people were murdered, okay? Mm -hmm. But even if you don't believe that, if you think that's a stretch, people, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of evidence to support what I'm telling you. Okay, now you look at what they did to drive up the death curve, okay? All three of those actions I just mentioned, and then the cover-up. I think there's no question what happened there. Now, the other part of this uh, is why are we expending this uh, money to the Middle East, to Ukraine, when we won't even take care of our own in Lahaina? Well, because Joe Biden has an impeachment inquiry on the table, and more and more is coming out every day. Nothing makes a president more popular than to go to war. I don't know if it'll work for him, but he's certainly trying. And then the second thing to look at with this is it's a distraction. See, the mainstream media has something to really focus on right now, and we can forget about China Joe and how he's committed treason with two foreign powers, Ukraine and China. And so that's his motivation, but he is a puppet for the globalists who want a world war. 
Obama tried to start it with Syria in 2014. Didn't work. And it spread to Ukraine. They replaced the government through assassination with pro-Russian uh, leaders. They killed them all. And that still didn't provoke Putin. His only response was to take Crimea. That was his big middle finger. But then they go forward now. Ukraine is done. They have lost that war. It's all over but the final bullets. So now they have to look for another way to get a world war started. And this is what they tried to do. And my proof, people, is this. This president never did one thing to de-escalate Ukraine. Not one. They could have negotiated at any point. And everybody was calling for negotiation, and they never did. They just would not. They refused to do that. His Well, okay, here's what you get. If you have a world war between Russia and the United States, China emerges if they stay out of it as the world power, which was what is the World Economic Forum has already said they want they want to have happen. All right. So but that didn't happen. So now you have to have a second opportunity and hear me on this because I know I'm right. And I've talked to enough people, you know, retired generals, intelligence types, my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton, DHS, combat Marine, worked in the defense industry. I mean, we're all saying the same thing. Here's the deal. Okay. They knew that attack was coming. Our satellite surveillance would have detected everything. And we have Israeli whistleblowers, including Stephen Benoon, who I spoke with yesterday on the phone, come out and say, yeah, we knew they were coming. And if we didn't even know hours or days before, the minute they broached the border, we have alarms all over the place. In fact, an IDF uh, logistics retired person, she came out on Twitter and she said, they used to wake me up in the middle of the night for an animal approaching the border. She said, there's no way in hell that 400 people in tractors got across that border. So why would Netanyahu let that happen? They knew it was happening. I think so. I think they wanted to have true. the murders. They wanted yeah. the murders of innocent civilians to get the world on their side to justify war. Well, so I think now, the six billion funded it because <laughs> Iran well, is funding. Uh, no, I think it's their uh, well, funding. Yeah. Well, the I day mean, I, after the day after the attack, the intelligence organization called the Wall Street Journal came out and magically knew that Iran was involved in the funding. So this is where I'm going with this argument. The Wall Street Journal, on a level with the CIA now that knows who was planning the action. I mean, that's a, called a planted story to that's influence right. public opinion. I now, think Iran, because they want people against Iran, but really, I think, I, I don't know. I think we're funding both sides and well, we allowed let, let that me, to happen. Let, let me ahead. put a cap on the thought here because this will tie it all together. All right, Biden's mission is to start a world war. It's my main mission with foreign policy. Okay, Syria is now involved. Okay, Hezbollah has been implicated saying they want to cross Iran and attack Israel. Okay, so it's already spreading. But here's the deal. The Wall Street Journal has already announced you can the, the intention here is to bring in Iran. Netanyahu is a partner in this because he can't allow a nuclear Iran and I totally agree with him. This was not the way to do it. He didn't have to have the slaughter of a thousand Israeli citizens. That wasn't necessary. He could have said, we're not going to let them develop nuclear weapons and make a stand. But here's how Biden gets his war. When they move on Iran's nuclear facilities in an operation, folks, remember I'm telling you this because you're going to hear it in the news when it happens. It's called Operation Nitro Zeus. I've known about this for three years. I know the plan. I was told to keep it off the record at that time. Now it's time to bring it on the record so we can expose what it is they're going to do. And what we're going to do is Israeli and American special forces will go in. The projected casualty rate is going to be 80%, but it'll be take down to the entire grid. Anything that could build a nuke, operate a nuke, hold the nuke, they're going to take it down and Operation Nitro Zeus. And Doug Thornton and I uh, have already published a show on this and we went into the details of the operation and now when iran gets attacked think about this now russia decoupled from the swift system right and they said okay you want to play games with our economy biden fine we'll put the ruble into gold and we'll expand the BRICS nations to over 40 which is what they've done but the central part of that plan is to have iranian oil drive what's going on with the gold it's in these two are interlinked. They're, they're, now, Russia is not going to allow 
their economic system to get disrupted by the interference in Iranian oil, which they need. And so therefore, the minute Iran is attacked, you have Biden gets his uh, World War Three. I think you're right. Well, they need because Ukraine isn't working. They need another war. <laughs> so they're shifting to this now. But let me ask you, because this is where it gets into the remote viewers talking about seeing some bombs going off across the United States. Um, I had a remote viewing session or interview with them last year. And one of the things they saw was bombs going on off in major cities across the country. Okay, they don't know what it really was, or they saw like fire things and they think it's bombs, but they're not sure. How does that tie into our border and this World War Three situation that we're in? <laughs> you, you just nailed it. I'll go back. I, I showed an article on uh, YouTube and I, I published the terrorist threat. And I'm sure you know this too. Uh, I've had this discussion with like Paul Preston, um, Doug Hagman, all, all these really good investigators. We said, you know, guys, the things that we found 10 years ago are now being operationalized. In uh, El Salvador, before they went conservative, and in Honduras, they had base training camps run by the CIA and Army uniforms, U.S. Army uniforms. I've had eyewitnesses on my show about this, and I've had DEA uh, whistleblower, uh, two of them, tell me this. And what they did is the Sanchez Predis drug cartel operating out of Peru. Uh, they're the, they were the biggest cartel in the world at the time. They would bring in uh, Middle East terrorists. They brought in Hez Hamas and Hezbollah on the early days. They later added ISIS, and they were doing joint training with the Mexican cartels. And uh, they taught them how to use RPGs, you know, surface-to-air takedown of aircraft. Uh, I think we're going to see that happen in our country. I think we're going to see airliners taken out of the air and will eventually ground all airplanes. I mean, I think that's that's very predictable based on their training. This has been going on now for, as far as I know, for 11 years. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, the Sanchez Predest, we now know them as the Shining Path, um, but they, they changed their name. But this is an organization's fifth column. And now we're seeing, I showed a video on my uh, YouTube, um, Middle Eastern men marching in a straight line crossing our border. Oh, wait a minute. You've seen the masses. They don't march in straight lines. They were all evenly equipped with small little satchel bags over their, their neck and the pouch was in the front. And these men were all 35 to about 18, all fit in shape. And I, I counted around 200 of them and there could have been 400 as far as I know. And they were allowed to cross the border. Uh, uh, my two border patrol sources tell me they're catching Chinese at the border. They've caught, they estimate 70,000 across the border in California, but a lot of them have PLA tattoos from their military. People's Liberation Army. So I'm building so the case have whole, that we have whole army units, military. We have units. army units with I'm sure there are well, when we had the Antifa riots in Portland, uh my broadcast partner Doug Thornton was a supervisor in Portland uh for the DHS. And um he was talking to me. We've been friends long before he got out of DHS. And Doug told me that um I said, Doug, you know those weapons caches they found around the country, like in Florida and Kentucky? And I said, these three, I said, you don't think that's for Antifa? That's not their MO. And he goes, you're right. He said, those are for the terrorists they're letting into the country. He, he told me that, gosh, three, whenever Portland was going on, he was well, telling me this stuff. That, that connects to what the remote viewers are seeing with these bombs going off all over the country. I mean, mm -hmm. they're not going to yeah. tell you that because they don't want to scare people, but that's what they saw. And, and it was, if it's just one, one remote viewer, it's not a big, you know, it's, it's when they all start seeing it, that it becomes very serious because one it might be off, but once you start having like five, see it, then it's usually pretty, really accurate. I, I would say, yeah, listen, I, I was actually trained in remote viewing by Ed Dames, and um, it was 20 years ago. So I know remote viewing is real, okay? And you have to get into quantum models of physics to really understand how it works, because uh, it's unusual to the average person. But I've done it, been there, been trained. 
and I'm not an expert. I, I couldn't do intelligence work with it. I wasn't that good, but I was good enough to know it works. And, but I don't need remote viewers to tell me that when we hear in the news, gee, they just arrested someone from Hamas in the United States or MS-13 or Hamas. We've had those right. news stories in the mainstream yes. media. They're, they're already here. And why are they here? We are, I'll make a, an historical analogy. It's, this is my favorite analogy for what we're going to see. There's going to be a day like we had in 1968 in the Tet Lunar New Year when there was a ceasefire between American forces, the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese Army. And yet during that truce, President Johnson was telling the nation, we're winning the war. It won't be long. And uh, that next day, these forces attacked every provincial capital in South Vietnam, even captured our embassy for a while in uh, in Saigon. And basically, America saw they're lying to us. We're not winning this war. There's a lot of fight yeah. left in these people. Yes. Well, yes. we're going to have a Tet Offensive here. Okay. And it's going to be unbelievably planned, pre-planned terrorism in this country on a scale like we've never seen. So if your remote viewers are saying anything like that, I would agree. I even got operational details from a guy that used to teach the Naval War College that I talked to. And I said, well, tell me what that would look like. He said, let me tell you. He said, if you want an analogy between what happened in uh, Israel with the murder of the babies, he said, let me tell you what they have planned for the schools. And he goes, we know this from the people we've caught. He said, what they'll do is they'll go into an elementary school and the younger, the better, because of the sympathy terror factor. He said, they're going to go into the school. They're going to massacre all that they can. So as the first responders come, they've set up two perimeter levels of defense. So they'll let them get inside the perimeter levels of defense and they'll destroy the first responders. Now you literally could be looking at a half hour to an hour before you could even get National Guard there if they were quick. It could be half a day. And he said, and from there, they'll move to a nearby mall or they'll move to a strip center. He said, it won't stop with the school because by destroying a lot of the first responders, they have destroyed a good portion of the response capability of a community. That's the kind of thing we're gonna face. That's not the only thing we're gonna face. That's the kind of thing we're gonna face. And I tell people right now, you can expect your grid to go down for a significant amount of time. So you need food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. Those are your essentials to get through maybe three months of grid down, and it could be that bad. Well, let me ask you, what does that make you think of the Congress, the current crop of idiots that we have running everything with toss this them going all. on? Toss them all. That's thus the toss them all. Because at this point, the lack of doing anything is beyond malfeasance. It becomes criminal. I mean, because they're the ones that can make a difference and they can do something and they're choosing not to and they're supporting supporting legislation and non-action that causes us to be in this situation. So at some point, okay. these people are criminally liable, I would think. Yeah. I mean, let's say they hit, sake of argument, let's say they hit 10 cities. I think that's a low end estimate. But let's say they hit 10 cities. Let's say in that time, there's 5,000 casualties and maybe 2,000 dead, okay? Look at the reaction of the squad in Congress. Look at the reaction of Congress towards Maui and ask yourself, how much help are those communities gonna get when they've been victimized by the very people we let come into our country deliberately? Listen, Obama's people know what they're doing and he's running the country, but let's just say Biden. Biden's people know what they're doing. They know who they're letting in. They know what the end game is and they have out to other interests. That's a fact. And like I said, I can't say it enough times. We are on our own. Dan Bongino came out on his show recently. And after the Israeli situation happened, Sarah, he said, um, everyone needs to carry. I qualified that on a broadcast I did. I said, I agree with Dan entirely, but everyone needs to be trained who carries and you need to be proficient. And we're not going to encourage vigilanteism. We're not going to shoot someone because they're Middle Eastern. I, I don't want to be living in a nation that's like not that. Right. Yeah. Um, because we saying, don't know. Just because yeah. we have to be very careful. My my son looks Middle Eastern and he's not. He's part Mexican, right? He's my son. 
and he could look Middle Eastern. And so I think people have to be very careful to know that people are people and, and the citizens of that area are just as innocent and victimized as we are. We well, have to be over careful. 90% of every population in America does not want bad things to happen to their country. No. And I don't care if you're Middle Eastern or Mexican right. or I don't care what you are. Your, your life is rooted here. Or this is what you want to be successful. But we are in a lot of trouble. Congress has been, you know how they bought Congress off? If, if people say, Dave, how they buy Congress off? And I go, let me count the ways. No, let me make it simple. The biggest way they do it is through insider trading. That's how they do it. I mean, this is how Diane Feinstein, Nancy you do it the Pelosi. Most, you do it the most simplest way first. Blackmail yeah. is always about doing it. This you you graduate to children once they don't think they can they can get you blackmailed fully unless they do that. But they try yeah. the simplest ways first. Well, let me tell you this too. I'll, I'll go back to Maui for a second. It's my belief they're going to turn um, Maui eventually into an Epstein Island because of the people who've been involved. And some of the people who've been involved have direct links to Jeffrey Epstein. And I'm being very serious about this. I'm not saying that for shock effect. People, you know, I've heard people think, oh, we got Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein and the, we took down that whole network. And I tell them this, that's just the tip of the iceberg. This isn't, Jeffrey Epstein wasn't the, the whole enchilada. I mean, that was just the top. You know, I was at James Rothstein, Jimmy Boots, Detective Rothstein's house, when we got the news that Epstein was murdered. And Jimmy Boots, you were there? I was at his house when I'm the one that told him. I heard it on the radio and we talked about it. And so I interviewed him that day. And he said, Sarah, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Epstein is just one dude and it's there's the iceberg is massive and the uh the un is taking over haiti as we speak and i've interviewed sources on this that they've come public okay and jimmy boots his name gets mentioned what do you think about that what'd they say um looking the other way to displace the rightful owner of an election yeah, J- J- Jimmy told. Boots has taken more down more pedophile rings and CIA involvement mm. in pedophile rings than anyone in history. Yeah, you know, you know, and maybe it's disinfo. I don't know. And to Jimmy, I'm not trying to start a war with you. Uh, just you need to correct that though, because there are people in Haiti talking badly about you. Um, really? And I know he's done. I, yeah, and I know he's done would, good work with the pedophiles. He's a, reti- yeah, he's a retired you know, mayor and. He's in his early 80s. I don't think he's really yeah. involved anymore. Well, think about this. If you don't like what someone's doing over here, you might lie about him over here. Maybe that's what's going on in Haiti. That's Maybe. what I would suspect. Yeah, I, but I, his I, name his name came up. Yeah. Um, do I think he's guilty? I think the odds are pretty low. No, he's, he, he's, he lived his life with so much integrity. That's why his informants were able... Yeah. He he had his informants were all the prostitutes on the street and everywhere else because he never lied to them. He always treated the most vulnerable people with utmost respect, but he was hard as nails with the people who were victimizing him. And so he's I just highly doubt. I, I I just I've spent enough time with him now where I and I've learned his where his integrity lies. Now he's not perfect, but when it mm. comes to treating people who are the most vulnerable he gave them ultimate just he's just very respectful to full to victims he doesn't lie you just answered you just answered my question okay haiti is um a a big center for child trafficking yes it is okay so what's the rules that the other side lives by accuse your enemy of what it is you're doing that's why his name got mentioned i'm sure yeah well I'm sure he's he's been out of that game for long. He's not. I just doubt it. He's why would they bring him up? That's just bizarre. You know what? Uh, I'll be sending out an email here when we're done with our conversation, because my source is really, really good. He tells me about coups, coup d'etats and places like Argentina and Ecuador before they happen. This guy has a real and I'm talking about Sam Arnold. Sure. Yeah. He has a real good track record. But he mentioned Jimmy Boots and he said the story is. But you know what? He didn't go after Jimmy Boots. He said the story is. 
Well, I'd uh, like to see that. Yeah, I, I, I just don't believe it because I know his yeah. his thorough background for somebody who behaves that way for um, constantly in their past to the most brutalized and victimized people who who he could treat like crap and never did, never took advantage of, advantage of them. That buys me a lot of respect. I think you're probably, I think you're probably time as you're, you're probably right. And the yeah. fact that you, you know, seem like you had some kind of relationship with him that, that speaks to this too. Uh, that does make a lot of sense. By the way, about Epstein, I have a theory on him. Okay. Um, we talked about this amongst ourselves and I'm talking Doug and Paul Preston and so forth. Do you not think that Epstein would have had uh, a kill switches on hundreds, if not thousands of leaders around the world? I yeah. think so that if that's I get why killed, they had to take him out. They... I don't think so. I don't think he's dead. Oh, you think the kill switch? Yeah, I think. I think he was made to disappear. I think that's more uh, and likely. he agreed to yes. it. Yeah, because yes. listen, when you're when you're that, I, <laughs> I talked to the people from Enron, um, Vance Davis and the late Bill Pollock, who is my mentor in this business, um, and I was involved at a very low level, uh, at a peripheral level of uh, doing data analysis. Uh, but I was in on a meeting that we had with Enron senior officials, and Ken Lay said, yeah, when we come out with this technology, and it was Tesla technology, and they were going to build a community in the San Luis Valley in Colorado. He said, if we come out with this technology, we better have our kill switches in place. And then someone asked him, he says, well, Ken, I'm assuming you've got yours. He goes, you're damn right I do. And then when they took Enron down, they took Enron down because they didn't want the technology. Enron didn't do anything wrong. And I know, Sarah, because I was in the middle of it. I saw it. They didn't do anything wrong. The government didn't want us to have Tesla technology. So they take it down. And I, I've often told Bill Pollack, I said, we're lucky we didn't get taken down. But Ken Lay then mysteriously commits suicide. Okay. I don't, we, none of us believed he committed suicide. Okay. None of us. And I'm telling you, if he had kill switches and he said he did, what do you think Epstein had when he's dealing with world leaders? Well, Epstein that's why I'm saying he's not did. dead. He's not, he's not dead. Well, they, we do know that the person on the gurney wasn't him because uh, it just there you it's go. not it was because his ears were wrong, things are wrong. And where's, I, and where's, FBI, the where's the president's brain? Where's the president's brain? Yeah, to bring I had the JFK. FBI. Yeah, yeah, I had the FBI agent um, come on and analyze it with me, and he said, "No, that's not yeah. him. We don't know where he is. Is he alive? I don't know, but that's not him." That's what he said. You know, <laughs> when you have a when you have a high profile prisoner in a federal prison. They do eyes on security. That means 24-7. You don't go take a poop without having someone take your place or you mm -hmm. lose your job. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the story they told, I've talked to so many law enforcement people. The story they told was laughable. We were told a bold-faced lie and it wasn't even well-conceived. So I think Jeffrey Epstein's still alive. And I think he'll somehow be a remote leader in Maui. I mean, I really believe this is where Maui's headed. Uh, because of the people who are involved and what they did. And um, I don't even think they, Jeffrey Epstein was the kingpin, though. I think Ghislaine was more of a authority figure than he was, or something happened. I don't know. He I had think the she power her structure handler. in her She had the power structure in her past. But it isn't interesting how they're keeping her on ice. It is. I know. So I don't know. Yeah, that 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 tells me that uh, they're afraid she'll talk too much, mm -hmm. and she knows Epstein's not dead. I mean, I I know that sounds radical when I say it, but if people stop and think for a second, if you're in a position where you can blackmail all these world leaders, you damn well better have kill switches, or you're the That's most right. stupid blackmailer in the history of the world. So if you've got these <laughs> kill switches, That's and I'll right. tell you, listen, I've released stories before. And I was advised on with a couple of people with intelligence backgrounds, here's how you set up your kill switches, okay? And I've done it. And, and I'm telling you, um, there's really no way to trace every element of a kill switch. They're untraceable to a large extent. And even when you find some, you don't find them all. And they become the most obscure places and, and data releases. And in fact, actually there's computer programs that can come out with information on a preset level, but before it comes out, 
if you haven't been victimized, you can stop it from coming out if you control that element of a kill switch. So you can even do it electronically, Sarah. You don't even need people. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, okay, Dave, where can people get a hold of you, reach you, get on your newsletter list? They have to follow you. So where can they follow you? Well, we got lots of room. We got 50,000 people on our newsletter, but the way you sign up is to go to the commonsenseshow.com. We also post our uh, podcast, which is doing quite well, uh, and our radio shows there. And uh, we put selected videos from YouTube on there. But remember, those are entry-level videos because it's YouTube, right? Well, you can't, can't say keep too much. anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have- super selective. And then yep. we're also at the commonsenseshow.tv. And that's no holds barred. By the way, we're picked up by the world's major sites. But I just found out yesterday, I I think Roku has canceled us. Oh. I think we've gone, I think we've gone too far. Well, but uh, you know. the commonsenseshow.tv, the commonsenseshow.com are the two best places to find us. Thank you so much, Dave. It's always a pleasure sure. to have you on. Okay, my pleasure. Thanks. 